Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi there. Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. This is Penny. And I am in Louisiana with a dear friend, Darnell Rodriguez. And she is a member of the Tabernacle Church in Chalmette, Louisiana. So we've been friends for a good little while now, and she's a major part of the church there. She just has her hand in so many things, just serving and loving people. She, your actual title is what? Ministry Operations Pastor. Okay. Which Minist- is the mop. Mop. But really, <laughs> another acronym could be mom, yep. because she has the heart of a mother, and she just mothers people, which I love. That's just a heart of love, a heart of embracing and caring for people. But she also has three wonderful sons. Her son, Chris, and his wife, Caitlin, pastor the church there in Chalmette. And then she also has Cody and Cliff, who are three men that are admirable men of impeccable character. (laughs) Thank you. Oftentimes I ask her, what's your secret? Like, what have you done? Because not only are these boys kind, thoughtful, good husbands, just great men, but they all have such a heart for worship and such a heart for God and for ministry, for helping other people. That's just their passion. And I'm like, wow, three out of three, that's that's pretty cool. And I always say, you need to write a book. I've been telling her for a while now. I keep saying, when's that book going to be ready? But <laughs> I, I, I'm working on it. She's working on it. But people need to hear from people like her that have done this well and have such great fruit in their lives. So I just asked her if she would share some things in her life that she's done that have helped this come to pass, that has, have helped these young men become who they are. So I'm going to let you just go ahead and start. Thank you. Let me tell you, it's such an honor to do this with you, Sister Penny. Um, uh, that's all I can say. It's just such an honor. Um, as she said, Chris, my oldest, is the senior pastor at the Tabernacle. Um, my, young, my middle son, Cody, is the worship pastor. And my youngest is the youth pastor. So they're all in pastoring positions. And they're all, like you said, very passionate about what they do. Um, when we had kids, we started out just like any other parent. We didn't know what we were doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> my husband and I. But... Um, so I actually, I, I, I asked all three of them yesterday to give me an idea, give me something that they feel like set them apart or was something that they carry with them from when they were growing up. Um, the first thing that all three of them said was um, that they were raised to love being in church. Hmm. Like it wasn't um, that we just go to church because it's the thing to do on Sundays. But it was a consistent thing that they enjoyed going, and they were given ministry opportunities at a very young age, and often they said that was really life-giving to them. My son Cody says he learned why we made church a priority. It wasn't that we attended just to attend. We always served and were involved in ministry at a young age. We learned to honor God with our time. He said, we knew that attending church wasn't just for us, but that others needed to experience the presence of God. And we were were an active part of that. 
being involved in ministry, they all say, is a very big part mm. of why they're involved in ministry now. And I mean, what that looked like when yeah, they were kids yeah. is um, even if they were in children's church, they wanted to be part of, of, of the teaching, part of what was happening, the skit, the mm -hmm. music, whatever it was. They never wanted to just sit and watch. They wanted to be a part of things. Um, I led the music ministry for over 30 years at the Tabernacle, and they were involved in the music ministry. And I remember, I think I told you this morning, when Chris was in K-4 at school, yeah. um, when they had prayer request time, he wanted to get up and lay hands on everybody in the classroom and pray for him. <laughs> I love that. And his teacher told me, I'm supposed to keep them all in their seats when we pray. She said, but Chris wants to pray for everybody, so I'll <laughs> let him get up and pray. And I think... <clears throat> if we can find the gifts and the talents in our kids and the passions that God's put in them and then encourage them and give them opportunity to use those gifts and talents, even when they're young, it looks different, of course, when they're little, sure. but giving them those opportunities was um, tremendous impact on them. Yeah, that's really insightful. And you also said you taught them why they were going to church. Yeah. Like it wasn't just, this is your duty, we go to church because we're Christians and that's just what we do. Right. But you actually gave them things that they could understand and process and right. they had a vision right. for why they were going. Right. Cody said um, uh, in Psalm 84.10 where the word says, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I'd rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live in the good life in the homes of the wicked. And he said he learned that scripture pretty early. Of course, we sang that song, too. <laughs> and he learned it pretty quickly that that's where he wanted to be. He loved it. They loved it. That's awesome. Now, I want you to share for sure the one, one of the things you told me this afternoon was how you spoke vision over their lives mm -hmm. as far as who God's created them to be. And you didn't just assume that that would just happen. Just happen, right. So tell, tell us about that. Um, when Chris was born, he had a lot of prophecy over him. It continued, but people would say, oh, this child is anointed. Oh, he's going to be anointed. He's called to the ministry. He's called to this, called to that. And, of course, my husband and I were like, yes, amen. We received that. Yeah. <clears throat> there was an older lady at the church who was full of the word, and um, she came up to me one day, and she said, you know, this boy is called an anointed. And I said, yes, ma'am, you know. And she said, but, you know, there are a lot of people that are called an anointed, He's your called and anointed. So what are you going to do about it? Mm. Well, I just kind of big eyes looked at her. I never thought about it that way before. And she said, you need to pray about what you're going to do with the called and anointed one he gave you. So, of course, I prayed and prayed and prayed. And, and I just started, I was telling Sister Penny that when I was changing his diaper, I'd say, do you know you're called and anointed? Chris, you're <laughs> called and anointed. I mean, he didn't know what I was saying or anything, but I was speaking it over him. And as he got older... I would say, you know, you're called it anointed now, you know that. And um, <clears throat> he would um, start to, when he started talking, he would say it back. I'd say, who are you? And he'd say, called and anointed. And then as he grew, of course, he learned what those words meant. Right. What those things meant. And even as a young teenager, he'd be leaving, you know, to go play football or something. And I just randomly go, now, who are you? And he'd go, I'm called an anointed mom. Let me go. <laughs> so he knew it was in him, but he also was saying it, not only me saying it over him, but he was, he was declaring it himself. Right. Cody um, is a mighty man. That's the, the name that I gave him. 
And um, it comes from when David's mighty men gathered around him and they carried out the orders from David and made things happen. That's what Cody's like. And then my youngest one, Cliff, is bold and courageous. And he is the avenger for people. He's always been that, even as a little kid. And now I have 10 grandchildren, and my boys and their wives have given their kids names, character, characteristics from the word. Right. And Cody has called it now. It's their heart's name. I love that. So when you ask my grandkids, what's your heart's name, they'll repeat back to you their heart's name, and they all have them. And they love them. I have the Chris's middle daughter is um, Bethany Joy. Her heart's name is Joy Deliverer. Yeah. So when she was teeny tiny, she'd run around and give you a hug and say, "I'm giving you joy. I'm giving you joy." <laughs> that is but so I know nice. that she's not only going to give people joy, but she's going to help people be delivered from darkness to joy. From sadness to joy. That's so cool because you know the Bible talks about without a vision, people perish, and mm-hmm. in society. And our mm. culture, it's so hard for young people to not get shoved around and pushed down by the other things that people say and by what culture tells them yes. who they are. Yes. And when we, as the person that has the primary influence over their life, who God has given us a stewardship over their life, when we speak something over their life, it makes such a difference. And I had told you I did the same with my kids, like Daniel the reason we named him Daniel was because of Daniel in the Bible. And I used right. to always tell him, Daniel, you're a man of an excellent spirit. And Beniah, who was a very unique name um, from the Bible, we picked his name straight out of, you know, he was one of David's mighty men. And I, I made up songs about it. Nathan was a prophet. I made up songs and sang them to him on the way to school and just proclaimed that over their life. So I love that. Our kids need encouraged. Yes. They need us to speak life over. They, we, they need us to speak purpose over their life. Because I feel like, I'm sure you feel this way too. As a mom, nobody sees the intricacies right. of their heart, their character, their nature like a mom does. Right, right. And when you see those things and God shows you things and whispers things, you can just speak it forth and call it out. I, I love that you did that. I think I mean, that's amazing. There, there were times when... Chris would be going through something or maybe even making a bad choice. And instead of me just saying, fussing at him or whatever, I'd say, now just remember, who are you? And he'd go, huh, I'm called an anointed. Yeah. Like that yeah. That doesn't go with the choice I'm about to make. Yeah. You know, yeah. but he would recall it himself. And times when Cody was discouraged or down about something, I'd, who are you? Oh, I'm a mighty man. That's right. And it would remind them and they would remind themselves of what God had put in them right. and what we were encouraging them with. So, so it's a not, big deal to them. And it's not like it kind of shows me, too. It's not necessarily just, oh, this fell out of heaven and hit them on the head that they're right. all, you know, in, so involved in ministry and, and helping others. But that was, there was a foundation laid. Yeah. There were words of life spoken over them. Right. See, I didn't name my boys Bible names like uh-huh. you did. Uh-huh. So... When I went to look for characteristics, I, you know, searched and I prayed. And, and that's why their heart names, as we call them, are characteristics from the word. Yes. And some of them really go with their personalities and stuff. It's amazing how God has done that, even with the grandkids, you know. But yeah. it's, been, it's been awesome. Now, what was the other thing you shared? You guys had um, there's one thing. other thing I thought um, about. Um, we, we know in Galatians 6, 7, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. Um, 
I think sometimes we we think about sowing and reaping and lots of times, you know, it's almost like it just happens and then all of a sudden you've got some situation and somebody will say, ah, you reaped what you sowed, Mm -hmm. but you didn't consciously sow for this. It just happened. If we could change our perspective and sow what we want to reap, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what farmers did. They sowed, uh, they planted something so they could get a particular crop. And lots of times we don't purposefully sow. So I, I, I wanted, in my kids, I wanted some sold-out, Bible-believing, uh, devil-chasing, powerful men of God. So I sowed what sold-out looked like. I sowed um, believing the Word and going to the Word for everything. I sowed that in them. And I remember when I first started doing that, I wasn't thinking sowing and reaping. Yeah. But then it was like hindsight, of course, that I was sowing those certain things. And then I started realizing I need to expect the harvest in that area, in those mm-hmm. areas. So I would, I would encourage young moms um, to, to sow what they want to reap. Good. And, and you kind of need to look at your kids. My kids are not math whizzes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> math is not, they're the creative side, you know? <laughs> and um, if I would have sowed and, and, and push, 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 uh, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a doctor, they probably would have been set out for some failure because mm-hmm. it just wasn't their thing, you know. And um, But there's, we've all been given gifts and talents by the Lord. And in, encouraging those gifts and talents and sowing into those things. If your child's a musical child, get a music lesson. Yeah. If your child is great with numbers, then invest in that. I My, my boys are the creative guys, you know, but I have a lot of... Um, sons, spiritual sons that call me Mama D. Yeah. And there's one of them. He's a brilliant um, CPA, Christian CPA. And mm-hmm. he's using his gifts of numbers for the kingdom. Oh, that's great. All of the gifts that our kids have, they're not gift. God doesn't give it to us so we can, there's some for the world or some for the church. No, the, God, the gifts he gives us is to be used for the kingdom. Yes. And all of them, if we help direct them, can be used in the kingdom. Right. And you know, again, like I said, I feel like there's no one that could be more insightful into your child's life than a mom. Right. And I know right. the dad, too, obviously. But, like, a mother is so involved with the day-to-day life of that child and can see the giftings just come forth out of them. Yes. And yeah. so then just call them out. Like like Darnell said, make avenues of opportunity mm-hmm. for those young people in those areas. Watch for their giftings and then build into that i remember cody um liked the skits and the acting and all that kind of stuff and i went to our children's pastor one time he was young and i said um if possible i said cody likes all that stuff the acting and you know putting on a character or costume or whatever if you can use him in that area in children's church i'd appreciate it and he was all excited about it like oh yeah i've got ideas i've got ideas so what, there were times when Cody went to children's church, and we think, well, they're just attending children's church. Yeah. He would go, but he would put on a costume, a Bible character or whatever, and he'd be part of a skit, <laughs> which he would come home be be so excited that the Holy Ghost used him, yeah. that the Holy Spirit used him. And that's addicting when the Holy Ghost uses you. Mm. Oh, my goodness. It's like a, a something you want. God, use me again. Yeah. Come on, use me again for something else. Yeah. And they begin to desire that, that um, 
being used by God and being used by the Holy Spirit, not just going to attend, but being involved. Right. So that that made a big difference. And that builds confidence in yes. a young person as well. Like, hey, wait, I can really make a difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, I want to receive, and I, but I also can help. Right. So. Right. I mean, like with all the tech stuff going on now, you know how all the kids can teach us because we don't know how to use it. Yes. (laughs) And they'll show us things. There are tech opportunities in ministry now that these young kids would be fantastic at if we give them the opportunity. And then it makes sure they know God's using you. This is a talent he gave you. Mm -hmm. And God is using you in this. Isn't it awesome that the creator of the universe is using you? Yeah. And get let, help them get that realization that it's not me, but it's God. God's using me. Yeah. Are we missing anything? Did we go through all that? I, I think we got everything. I'm, I'm kind of mushed it all together there. But um, uh, they, they, I think the last thing that Chris said um, last night was that, that they each had something outside of ministry and outside of church that – uh, was of interest to him, whether it was an outlet, a hobby, something like that, that it wasn't all just church, 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 right, church. Right. Um, they had other things. Now, the other things they did didn't compete with right. our, our, our commitment So you to mean, church. in other words, if they played a sport, you weren't going to go, we're going to miss Sunday because that sport is so important. We're just right. Miss Cliff church. played football as a young kid, and um, there were sometimes games we would arrive late to because we didn't arrive till after service was right, over. Right. Um, Cody did theater in high school, and he would go to school all day, go to a rehearsal for two hours, and then I'd take him to youth. Mm. Um, Chris used to go hunting with my husband. That was their connection and thing that they did. So they had different outlets that they, they could they could be a part of, but they always knew that their commitment to the Lord, their commitment to their service to the Lord came first. Yes. And um, they, I remember a couple of times um, – I, I was sick on a Sunday morning, you know, and I'd call, make some phone calls because there were several people I had to call to take care of whatever I needed to do, right? And I'd just let the house sleep, right? Mm-hmm. The kids would get up. I remember Cody getting up one day and go, Mom, it's 1030. Yeah, I know, it's 1030. We didn't go to church. <laughs> and I was like, um, no, I wasn't feeling well, so I just let y'all sleep. And then Cliff says, you should have called Grandpa. He would have come and got us. <laughs> they were appalled that we missed church, you know. I love it. And um, it, I see it, though, multiplied in their kids because their kids absolutely love being in church. Yeah. And now our church, because of our um, situation with our sanctuary not being usable right now, we are doing the mobile church to set up and tear down every week mm-hmm. at uh, the community college that we're using to have service. And the grandkids and other kids in church are doing set up and tear down. That's great. They're pushing the toys in and out I of the nursery. I saw the four-year-old, you know? Chris's four-year-old, carrying something today. Yes, yeah. So they're all, like, in it. You know, we're going to set up for nursery, and they're all in it. So it's multiplying. You know, mm-hmm. the legacy is growing. So I love it. It's awesome. Well, I'm anxious to see Darnell's book. I really am. <laughs> I've been telling her for a few years now, you know, God's really given you wisdom in this area. And... By all means, I don't want anybody to feel discouraged. Well, my kids aren't, you know, all doing that, and they're not all in ministry or whatever, and and my kids aren't either. But, you know, we can all glean things that no matter where our kids are walking at right now in life, we can continue to speak life over them, encourage them. And you young moms, these are great principles to start out with and to really have in your heart to say, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good way to just pour into my kids from an early age. And so we really want to encourage you. 
really want to come alongside you. And I'm just going to ask you if you would close in prayer, Darnell. Mm-hmm. Let me, I want to say one more thing. Um, even the, if your kids are grown, I have some young people that I'm ministering to from time to time. And when they f- hear the heart name thing, I've had several of them come to me and say, I want one. Oh, I love that. So I pray and, and you know, sometimes I'll look up the meaning of their actual name. Yeah. I've given all my daughter-in-laws one and they're adults. Yeah. And then there are several uh, young people in ministry that I've given them to. So it's never too late. I love that. To begin to encourage and to begin to speak things over your kids. It, do, it doesn't matter. That's awesome. Well, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this this privilege and honor to even be on this podcast. And I pray right now, God, that if there are moms listening, Lord, that you would encourage them to know that it's never too late to to pour into our children. It doesn't matter whether they're adults. We can still pour into them and encourage them and speak over them and cause them to be more like Jesus, to help them to maybe one day turn their eyes to the Lord, maybe make a decision as to what the Lord wants them to make. And I thank you, Father, that you give us moms, you give us wisdom, you give us strategies, you give us focus that we can that we can hone in on for our children. Sometimes we can't speak to them. Sometimes we can't tell them what to do. But we pray and we can speak over them whether they know it or not. And we thank you, Father, that you will give us, continue to give us wisdom as moms. And Lord Jesus, that our, our kids would never have an attraction for the things of the world, but they will always have a heart after you. And Lord, those that have turned their hearts away, we thank you, Father, that you make those hearts sensitive and responsive to you so that you can turn those hearts whichever way you see fit. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate your wisdom and your friendship. Oh, I love you. I love you. You know, Penny, you're everybody's best friend. (laughs) Thank you for being my best friend. (laughs) I love you and love you all. And thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.